How's everybody doing out there? Welcome to this edition of the You Hate to See It podcast. On this this post Super Bowl podcast was it was quite the interesting Sunday. Um, two out of the three folks in this podcast uh, did not have a good Sunday. Um, the one person did, and um, he actually tweeted about it last night. I was the only one on this show that was correct that the Brady and the Bucks would win. Um, kind of the, the type of game plan that was played. You saw that Mahomes was com- look completely. This is the worst Mahomes ever looked is because this, this was the most pressure Mahomes had probably we've seen in a very long time. Um, top, give credit to Todd Bowles. Give credit to Bruce Arians. Give credit to that entire coaching staff. Obviously, they obviously give credit to Tom Brady, um, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, uh, Coach Spags. They just completely, um, you know, were outmatched. And um, and I'll open up to you guys. How we doing? I'm doing good. Can't complain. I mean, I am pretty sad that the football season's over and it didn't end the way I wanted, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. I don't know. Like I literally, I think it's more impressive what I did. I didn't get one thing right. I think it's harder to do that than fucking get go 500 or go undefeated. I fucking didn't get anything. I had money tied to lost. I had, I had seven bets. I had one on the one money line on the game. And then I had six props. I was five for seven. So I'll take not that. bad. That's I'll not bad. The winning day. It's called profit. Profit. We'll take the profit. Um, you know the game right, right from the get go, guys. I'm, the, I'm sure you guys saw the same thing. It just didn't feel right for Kansas City right from the start. It just, they just never got into a rhythm. Um, and you saw. He said it the first drive. Yeah. He said the first drive, first play, Mahomes rolled out. To what'd you say? I said he doesn't look like himself tonight. I mean, and the, we just ignored it. <clears throat> the report. The report came out that. He was having surgery, like following the Super Bowl, regardless of the outcome. That came out like two days before the game. I mean, I can you can tell when he was scrambling. Even the the Bucks are running two man unders, so like what's open? Every all the ba- defenders are staring at at the receiver, and the safeties are all the way back playing their deep halves. And the the way you beat that defense is a mobile quarterback being able to take off and they went to that he got the look in the first in the on that first drive and he didn't even get to top speed or anywhere near it I'm like dang it's a it's a bad it's a bad formula because the Bucks did what I said if they could get pressure and take advantage that O-line I said they'd have a phenomenal shot to win the game and that's that's exactly what happened this man just pressure like he hasn't seen before and what you see is like you move around a couple O-line pieces you have a receivers not making fantastic plays. Your superstars not making superstar plays, and any quarterback, any quarterback in the league will look will look like that. I mean, Mahomes, human. even in a, even in a loss, that man did some amazing things on that field last night. But yeah. all credit to Brady. You got to give credit to Brady you and do. Gronk. I love Gronk. You, you Good for do. him. I just want to say real quick that the I'm not going to say the penalties had anything to do with the game because they won that game. It was never really a game. There was a couple turning points, I guess, early on that, you know, the Chiefs might have had a shot to make it a game, but I'm not taking any credit away from the Patriots. I'll get into it later about uh, – not the Patriots, the Bucs. So there we go. Jesus um, the Bucs and Brady, you know, I'll get I'll get into that later about what I think about them. But, I mean, the penalties, they're just stupidity at some points. The the, the one that was offsides on the field goal, I mean. Like, didn't, we, didn't they learn that against Brady their lesson with Frank Clark? Didn't Dario, didn't I tell you on this very pod last week that Breland is too handsy and Mike Evans was going to be a handful for him? The only DB I don't blame that lived up to the challenge that came ready to play was Honey Badger. But the second he 
he got a penalty call on him. He lost his head. I mean, he had a pick taken off the board. He has a 43-year-old GOAT quarterback talking streaming, streaming, in his, streaming in his face. He's getting yeah. routed on whip routes. He's trying to play a catch technique in the red zone. The ball goes 30 yards into the stands, and it's a P.I. on the yeah, one. That, like, that's uncatchable. I mean, I mean that, that's a, like, that one, that's the one that really stood out. And there, people are saying they'll get another shot at the end zone, but it's from the seven. It's a little different than from at the one where you can yeah. run a whip, and it's unguard. It's really a word. It is unguardable. Yeah. You were breaking it down before. You, you either think a slant's coming, you're going to slant in the fade. Once he breaks in, you're biting slant, and then the third option is the whip, but you're already biting on the slant. It's fucking impossible. Right, you're, you're, you're putting the key back in a very bad situation. Go ahead, Chief. Overall, yeah, just overall matchups. We said it. Like, I'm like, I'll take the Bucks receiving core over over the Kansas City DBs. I mean, they ate, and then the, once Fournette started going off, I mean, you can't stop the run. You not you weren't going to pass the test. I mean, the whole game plan was long drives, run the ball, grind them out, and then get seven. They did it. They ex- they executed perfectly. And that's why I took uh, I took Fournette's over on carries. I said, this man's got to get over 11, 11 carries. They got to establish run. They're going to be in this game. And um, yeah, the, the Buccaneers executed their, their game plan to perfection. Run the football, keep the you know keep that clock moving, keep Mahomes on off the field, and when he was on the field, keep running the rest the entire time. Um, you did you did start out, but under, people do say this all the time about Mahomes. He doesn't. He runs fast, but he don't look like he's running fast. You know, he he kind of is at a net drop, but he covers a lot of ground. Um, but yeah, just the first time, it was crazy for me to see Mahomes look human. He looked like any other quarterback. Facing pressure, so you know, what, like Sam Darnold. Whether it's Sam Darnold, whether it's you know Tom Brady, whether it's you if, 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 if you if you pressure these guys, listen, it's not they're not going to be that good. He scrambled for 500 yards in scram in running for his life. Not yeah. He ran around 500 yeah. yards running away from from four guys. He probably ran five miles last night. Yeah, and he still made some incredible throws. Incredible, he baited some guys that had him dead to rights, and he was ducking, getting out of the way. Throwing from perpendicular with parallel to the ground. All right, still, yards, yards. And still hitting the guy in the face. There you said exactly. perpendicular. That's the w- wrong geometric wrong term. Geometric. I, shout, <laughs> shout, out, shout out Dave Marzano. Uh, I, ne- I never was good at that geometry shit. <laughs> Them shapes don't make sense to me. I just know X's and O's. <laughs> Speaking of X's and O's, what do, you, what, do you, what do you guys think about the timeout usage to end the half? By, well, uh, you made the point today, Ryan, that you put it in the notes too, that, you know, the Bucks are coming into this game as an underdog. They were content at 14 to six, you know, they were like, they weren't going to try to do anything more. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it was a gut punch, you know, and that's, and it's just that simple. I don't, you don't get in a pissing contest with Brady. I mean, like I, I was telling both of you earlier today, I was think I think it's better to face Brady as an underdog in a big game because you don't get into that pissing dick swinging contest with them, you know, the Bucks were like we just talked about. The Bucks were content. They were running the ball. The KC burnt the timeout. I mean, the first one was understandable. The second one was just like I don't agree with it at all. But I mean, then they go down and they're like, "Okay, you want to fuck with us? We we got the best quarterback of all time. We're gonna go down, put seven on your head." And then the game was over. The the Bucks. We were just talking this on the car ride home five fifteen minutes ago. We were saying the uh, swing eight is the most important eight minutes in football. They won their last two games in the last. 15 seconds of half first half it wasn't a game from that point on i really to play to play devil devil's advocate here a little bit 
I mean, I get, I get the thinking process. If you're, if you're Kansas City though, and you're using those timeouts, what are you saying? You're gonna go down and score, make it a fourteen. Exactly. 14, I mean, 14, 13 game. They, I understand that's what your thinking process as Kansas City, the Almighty Kansas City offense. You know. Exactly. Like, so that. how do you, if if you knowing what you know about that offense, I mean, this was them functioning, that they were the same offense that they've been, that they've been all year but they haven't been in that game. They weren't the same offense. So to, I mean, but if you're thinking you're that team and you're going to win that game, obviously you're being overly aggressive only down eight to hopefully maybe go down to the locker room down like five or maybe one. So like, how do you, how do you fault him for using the timeouts? I'm saying going into the game, it's better to be an underdog because you don't go in with that approach. Like we're the dominant team. We should dictate this game. I think it goes back and you play a little more. And Ryan's making a point right. Dictating the dictating the tempo, dictating the pace of the game. Bruce Arians and that and that Buccaneers team, they came out and set the tone immediately. You know, and I think it set the tone for well, the rest no, of the game. No, they didn't. We we just said, I mean, the first drive, we thought that was a victory. That you defer and you mean to you thought, okay, we're this is we could have a for I thought it was a slam three dunk out. start. Three and out. Yeah, no, but I'm, saying, I'm saying in terms yeah, of keeping Mahomes under under duress like that, and well, they, they dominated that game from yeah. The, they, they made actually the opening kickoff really. It's like a boxing match. They were able, you know, it was kind of like a sparring in the beginning in that first drive or so, and then boom, the Bucks kind of got that uppercut, and and they never and the Chiefs never really like woke up from it. It was kind of hazy from there. Um, but I, I I just think it goes it all goes back. This game was won on that defensive front four. No matter what anybody else says, those front, those guys up front, those should be the four MVPs of this game. Bingo. That, that you literally just ended the Chiefs' life. They didn't score a touchdown. You held them to, to nine points in the Super Bowl. Okay. What a unit they have uh, those four too. What? Like, the, the, how they brought that team, the, their pass rushing unit together, and they came on and one and like we're uh, we'll get a little more into it later on when we talk about the old line, but like. They had th- they moved three guys around and they they were able to rush for the entire game. I think they barely blitzed. They barely blitzed. Yeah. It's Bowles like lowest percentage blitz in a game ever. And there was that one blitz. I love this one blitz. It was where I think it was Tyree Hill or might have been oh, he he motioned away, and then I forget who came off the edge but followed him and blitzed off the edge. When Mahomes juked it, is that the play? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, but eventually Mahomes did get out of it, but it was to no play. Nothing ever happened from there. Um, we had seven guys over the top waiting. Fucking yeah, no, they were locked up. They was no and what like we said in the pot in the last pod, there was no big plays. There was no Tyreek Hill below the top off the defense. Um, and second of all, that's twofold. They're also playing soft, but on the other hand, Mahomes didn't have the time to let that the play develop downfield. So you know your double moves, things like that, weren't didn't have time to develop. So those there was no play down the field. No, there wasn't. There wasn't the safety. There was a guy, a guy and a man that was sitting on top of you, and then the yeah. safety on top of he got. The beat. the one throw Mahomes probably wish he had back was the, the set. The yeah, the seven route. Uh, McCole Hardman ran. If he leads him up the field there, I said it live. Dude's dude's probably still running, but he put it. He let it to. He let him to outside. I mean, yeah. it was almost picked. We saw Mike Vick on earlier today saying that he just didn't look like himself. He makes that throw 10 out of 10 times that he's healthy, you know? See, I don't think that health has any as, as, as that big of a factor. I think that Mahomes yeah. was uncomfortable. I think it was a combination. It was twofold. He was uncomfortable, yeah. He was uncomfortable that, because of the that, pressure. That pass, ru- that pass rush will make any quarterback exactly real uncomfortable. That's what I'm making. I don't really if, – if, if he's getting protected, foot injury or nothing, Mahomes is still going to be Pat Mahomes back there swinging the rock. Okay. They didn't even. I don't even think they sacked him though. That's no, the crazy part. They did it, but they they rushed. They were a lot. Yeah, yeah they got their they got their licks. They got their they got their licks in. 
29 knockdowns. Okay, that's you're, you're abusing the quarterback. Even if she and I was saying I was watching this with, with Chris. Even if they didn't get to him, they were still there. You know, they were tapping him on the shoulder pad. They were still making their presence felt mentally. I told you, you got to you got to discombobulate his internal clock, and that's what they did. And he and it was just even when he did have time, he was looking for the rush. Um, we can move on to the second half uh, talk. Um, what about the how he really didn't bend and break? Oh yeah, that's what we can talk. About. They, they defense like stop like they, like that was what I was trying to allude to before uh, in the last podcast where I was saying like. Where if you get in, you don't really need to work, win the field position battle with them because when they do have a short field, you don't have to worry about that over the, the deep threat. You know that took a weapon out of their arsenal and they were never able to. You know, like yeah, that was never a threat that they had to worry about. And being able to rush with four and having seven over the top, they had Tyreek doubled and they basically had Kelsey watched by two guys too. Kelsey was non-factor until the game was out of hand. It didn't really matter anymore. Well, Kelsey, no, Kelsey had his catches in the beginning of the game. But they really weren't because they were also – Yeah, big third-down drop. Kelsey did not look like yeah, himself. No, he didn't. But they Kelsey. were off schedule. That offense was off schedule a lot. And that's why, you know, it wasn't the, – the big numbers you usually saw weren't there. And a lot of – and slow defenses – I mean, the Buccaneers aren't the most athletic defense. But like you, you said, Ryan, the slow – No, they are athletic. Well, they're not – compared to the speed of the Kansas City Chiefs, um, I mean, it's they're compared. They're, compar- yeah. they're 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 comparable. They have the one of the fastest, if not the fastest, linebacker in the game, in Devin White. But being with a short field, being backed up is a lot less ground recovery. Bro, the, one of the best plays I saw last night, Devin White made was on on the the speed option. Mahomes ran, dude. Buddy weaved through like three linemen to make a TFL. He did. After, on, after Mahomes already pitched the ball. Like, I thought Mahomes was, pitched was that ridiculous. way too soon. I thought it was a design pitch, I think. I, I don't think Mahomes any, had any I didn't idea. Want to that lake. He keeps running down that line. He's getting whacked, too. I thought he pitched it way too soon, but, I mean, this probably was a designed option like, pitch. Parsons looking like a good top 10 pick now after that linebacking showing last night. We we got we got to give Brady Brady his uh his flowers while he can still smell them, man. Well, let's, well while we're on to it, we might as well get into it. Dario, what does this mean? What does this win mean for Tom Brady and his and his legacy? Legacy. This is this is the greatest of all time. This, and there's no now. There's no there's no doubt about it. Before it was it was it was there wasn't really the, no doubt before it. No, it, you, but you could say. But I think it really sets it apart now because you could say, okay, he was always part of a stable franchise. He was always part of the Patriot way. Bill Belichick, this, this, and that. Now he goes somewhere else completely remakes the franchise because if you're watching the beginning i said it before you're watching the beginning of the season then you watch it from all the way through that team took on brady's identity he molded those guys to stop making those stupid mistakes stop making those stupid penalties and play tom brady football his type of brand of football which is mistake free do your job which essentially is the patriot way and danny amendola made it very clear the patriot way is the tom brady way okay until until bill says otherwise you want to want to hear a crazy stat I came across today? Go on. It, it was about if you break Brady's career down into three set different segments, it's twenty one year, twenty one years, so seven segments each. This is a comparison into three people's careers. Uh, he's a three time Hall of Famer in essence. Uh, Brady to Aikman in the first seven years. He's, this is like I guess the Aikman stage. He has five division titles. Aikman has six. Three Super Bowl titles to Aikman's three. Super Bowl MVPs two to Aikman's one, and no regular season MVPs. That's Aikman's whole career. Right, 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 right. So the only he has one less division title and one more Super Bowl MVP. So that would get that would get him in the Hall of Fame, no? Yeah. Now now the middle now the middle seven. Brady and Dan Marino. 
Six division titles for Brady, five from Reno. Two Super Bowl appearances to Marino's one. Two regular season MVPs to Marino's one. And two touchdown pass, TD leading passes to Marino's three. Yeah. So Marino's in two. So that's two. That's two. And now the last three is the Joe Montana, a comparison to Joe Montana. Super Bowl titles four, Super Bowl MVPs three, and uh, Montana has him with one more uh, regular season MVP with two to one. Listen. Like that's just insane. Like there's no, like that, those are like three of probably. Like the three people that would be in the GOAT conversation, not, I wouldn't say Aikman that much, but three people that could be considered in that conversation for GOAT at quarterback. Yeah. And he trumps their careers in three different and, aspects. And you make, and you make it's insane. It is, no, I it think is. he's better, like, he's more of a GOAT than Jordan. I mean, I just think it's insane. Like, I, I want to get in this over the next couple episodes. Like, you can't discredit someone for making it to the big game. Like they, like I think people it's, like you do it against LeBron a lot. Thank you, thank you. But we'll get into that. You can't, you can't, you you stuff. can't pick and choose when losing uh, at the final match doesn't matter. So we have a lot to get into that, me and you at least. I mean, Brady, Brady, Brady has more rings than Jordan, but I mean, for Jordan, the whole the six. last fifteen years, I've been hearing six and zero, oh, six and zero, oh, six and zero. Oh. Brady's what six and four. In my defense, I've never compared seven Brady and to seven and four now. Never compared Brady to Michael Jordan. Man's gonna play regular season of <laughs> Super Bowls. This shit's insane. I know regular season, but the Super Bowl. He is. Listen, seven three, right? He's seven and three in the Super Bowl. Two two losses to Eli and one to one Nick Foles. It's insane, um, dude. He has more Super Bowls than any other franchise in the sport. Yeah, it's insane. But you, and going back to what you said, Ryan. You know, you said Aikman, you said Marino, you said Montana. More so with the with Marino and Montana, and definitely you know Aikman can definitely fall into that category. These guys elevate the people around them as well. They bring a certain, yeah, they made everybody around them that much better, which also can you know age in the top in the in the idea that Brady is the goat. He is an MVP. All right, even if you have an MVP year, all right, even when the Rogers won the MVP as he should have, Brady literally without Brady that team is not going to the playoffs. Without Brady, that team isn't getting over the hump mid- midway through the season. I don't, I don't, I don't think I, I, I get the premise of what you're saying. I do. I understand what you're saying. Like Brady's that good. He can elevate people around him. I'd argue it, it was almost like a LeBron James situation. It was a LeBron James situation. I mean, the team, the team was tailor made for him. And I, I said it on the pod when they were struggling, like when we were back, back where we were still. Thank you, Joe, Joe Namath. Um, (laughs) I was saying, like any um, half the quarterbacks in the league would have had the Bucks playing better football. I mean, he had everything. He had three receiver, and I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like a hater. Just hear hear me out. He, he had a he had three number one caliber receivers, like true number one. There are some teams that made the playoffs that didn't have one. Baltimore Ravens, Antonio Brown would be their number one receiver. Hundred 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 percent. Chris God would be their number one. Evans would be their number one. He had tight end that his butt buddies they've thrown 50 touchdowns together and then they have two capable running backs they signed a all pro literally an all pro talent he went as high as zeke it would have been if like the cowboys released ezekiel elliott and he signed with kansas city midway through the year like it's crazy like the talent he had on that offense and he couldn't get that in new england and new england didn't want to give it to him no. so Bel- belichick was <coughs> excuse me Belichick guessed guessed wrong too on 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 this. He didn't want to afford to give Brady a 
a, a high a highly touted free agent receiver. He didn't want to do that with him because he 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 saw the tape. We all saw the tape. We all saw the tape. We all said the same thing that he might be done. And yeah, well, I know I see a lot of people shitting on Belichick. I, I don't think I I don't think no, that's warranted. You can't. I, I think if you're real, wait, real quick, real quick. I think if you're gonna shit okay. on Belichick, okay, I don't, you, I don't think you can shit on Belichick for at least three to three to five years. I think you're gonna let him rebuild the team, and if he rebuilds and they go back to the Super Bowl, Belichick is just as good as Brady. Yep. Uh, no, I was just gonna say like you can't like yeah you can't discredit him, but, but just to kind of touch on like a little bit of what like mend your guys' points a little bit. I think you don't get that Tampa Bay team. Like, his, he, they had a hell of a team, but a lot. Brady draws those players. Where else you get Antonio Brown, who was the best wide receiver in two years ago, right? I guess there's – I know, understand there's a lot of shit that happened to get this to this point, but you don't get Antonio Browns off the street. That's who you have your third wide receiver running that whip that scores a touchdown, you know? Like, that's the best – like, you can't ask a, a DB to guard that, even of Tyron's uh, caliber, you know? It's fucking – that's that good. And that's a lot of the Brady draw that is like he just has an effect on guys. Like people want to go to him to win. Like they, well, know, yeah, they, they do. Coaching, like those people that are winding down at the end of the careers, you know, want to go get another ring. There's that happens. They get those last little pieces. Yeah. They had a solid ass team to begin with. They've been drafting the top ten. Me and you were talking about this earlier this afternoon. They've been dropping drafting the top tens. Mike Evan, top ten pick. Vita Vea, top ten pick. Devin White, top ten. Yeah. Pick. They've been, they've been drafting. We both loved. We both love Winfield coming out of Minnesota. Great season. He, he was the one that did the peace sign of Tyreek. They just, like, that game was a vengeance game. It was. They, came, they shit on their DBs. Their DBs said, no, it's not happening again. Todd Bowles said, no, it's not happening again. You gave him shit for being asleep at the wheel, and he answered it. He did it, though. He answered it. Todd, Todd Bowles. We're going to get to Todd Bowles in a second. Todd Bowles had a hell of a fucking game. Um, going back to what you said, I you know these guys complete the Brady. Did you know that every time Peyton Manning threw a touchdown pass to Denarius Thomas in Denver, he said, I love you and thank you for coming to Denver. Like, it's that, that, that same time I did he, these guys, Antonio Brown, career saved by Tom Brady. Okay. Oh God. He was just he just he almost killed a kid two two years ago. I now know. He's, now he's, now he's saying, I love yeah. AB. Business is booming. I love AB. Call God. AB, Call God. Oh, Mike Evans was you know a great receiver, but he just couldn't. He never had the quarterback to get over the hump with. Now that guy, now Mike Evans' legacy is now elevated. He's the champion. So yeah, Tom Brady saved a lot of guys' careers. He saved Bruce Arians' career coming in there. Bruce Arians coached his whole life. Now he's got that ring, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You're you're 100% right. I'm happy for BA. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him, but we touched on it, and everyone's giving the D credit. We got to give it big shout-out to former Jets head coach. And this is a point that, that, kind of, that kind of fell in between the lines a little bit. You can be an awful head coach and still doesn't make you a bad coach. Like, as okay. much as I hate – Adam Gase, like head coaching isn't for you, my man. It wasn't for Todd Bulls either. He was horrible at managing the clock, in-game decisions, brain dead. But you give that man control of, of a, a defense. I mean, that's what got him the head coaching job in the first place. And after watching that, he might get a second crack at it yeah. now. 100% he might yeah, get a second crack. Should. And and it's not only him. They had a very diverse coaching staff. And Bruce Arians embraced that. And at the end of the day, Coaching is as much as about connecting with your players as it is about calling plays. Like only every everyone, if you ask anything about a coach, a player, what he wants to hear about a coach, like player players want guys they can relate to. They want to play for guys that they can relate to. Go Brady balls to the wall check, for. Uh, left, which were kind of dressed so, right around the same time. Like, yeah. So just big shout out to Bruce Arians <coughs> for 
just really, really embracing it. And like some guys will just like, you know, hire, just put people in positions, just like, just to say you did it, but like to go full out, like your whole staff, like that, that really. And he let them, and he invested in them and let them be them and let them coach how they wanted to coach. You know, there was times where there was up and downs with them both. I mean, more so bowls and uh, with that Kansas City game, even you were like, you know, but he, he trusted him. He knew he'd freight the straight ship and he did. Real credit to them. I mean, the offense took what they were given. Just to touch yeah. on left, which they said, you're going to lock up Evans. Okay, here's some Gronk. Okay, you're going to lock up uh, Godwin. Okay, here's some AB. Here's some Fournette. Like, they took they took the check downs. They, took they forgot the about Scotty Miller, though. Damn it. <laughs> I had him over reception. God damn it. Just to touch on what Chewy said, I give massive credit to Bruce Arians for assembling this staff. No, this staff is great. They diversified two women. You know, like, they're two – lead offensive uh, coordinators are black. I mean, like, he went out there, put his nuts on the table. Like, I mean, I guess, and, like, really invest in these guys and, you know, and and let them do what they – let them be – Listen, what he, he picked – I wouldn't say he put his nuts on the table. There's no reason. No, he no, went, yeah. I'm saying he in, went out in there, comparison to where people are hesitant to hire – He hired the people that were best suited for the job, and it happened It happened in top bowls, and, and it's rewarded. Byron Leftwich. Byron yeah. Leftwich is a young, up-and-coming uh, coach in this league. You know, a, a good coordinator, and hopefully, I could definitely see Byron left with down the road. I don't think it's not anytime soon, but I could definitely see him become a head coaching here. Um, yeah. Like Chewy just said, Todd Bowles, absolutely. I mean, a lot of coaches go to that first gig, and and they and they see their mistakes. They go to rehab. In this case, you know, go go coordinate a defense. And now let's see. Maybe he's learned. I, I think you definitely give him because guys play for him. Um, yeah. You know, and. I, I, on the flip side, you know, I always thought, you know, Spagnuolo would be a good coach. You know, he got a, he got his stint in St. Louis. It was a complete disaster, and he hasn't tried since. You know, I really hope those guys, you know, give it a second try because they are good coaches, and guys will play for them. Except um, Adam Gase. Adam Gase, no. You even, you know, even, you don't even know. I'm telling you, Bill O'Brien's going to go to Alabama in Saban's uh, coaching rehab. He's going to be back in the NFL in two years, I guarantee you. Adam back. Gase is going there, too. I don't know why they were – Seattle was entertaining, even entertaining the idea. Listen, just opt, just optically speaking, like, why? I know. You know why? Why, why would you bring him near Jamal Adams? That's the whole thing. But why would Adams, you – not even Jamal Adams. Why would you bring him near Russell Wilson? Why would you yeah, bring him yeah. – let Russ cook? Because at the end of the day, this guy did something for Peyton Manning. That's why. And, you know, and Peyton Manning's been fairly high on him. That's where he got the job with the Yeah, he, let, he let, essentially let – it was essentially like a pay, like a a Byron Leftwich Tom Brady situation with with Gase uh, and Peyton. I, I think Byron's got it, a lot. It was Peyton's whole operation. You can't it tell was. me that wasn't no, Peyton's I, whole no, operation. I, I understand that. I, I agree think, with that. It was the same thing Peyton did. He went into he went into a situation where he was going to be in complete and full control. Complete and full control. What did he do? Got himself a number one receiver. Number one receiver. Got himself a number two receiver. Got him. Got himself a number three slot receiver. And then and then threw and then threw fifty five touchdowns in a season and got and won the Super Bowl. All right. Well, now let's yeah. move on to let's move on. Let's wrap, let's yeah, wrap. yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> We're gonna since we had two of the best quarterbacks or like two people were talking up well, who's a goat. It was a goat conversation. We're just gonna get into more laid back little topic. Who are your guys' favorite five quarterbacks to watch growing up? I'll go. I'll start since I maybe had a little more time to digest and I have a little bit of a list. I'm gonna go. It's not no order, just five. Keep the five that you love, enjoy watching. I'm gonna say the most. The most, yeah. So for me, Mahomes is definitely up there. He, I've had a lot. Of, I just whenever he's on, I gotta tune in. 
Brady for sure. I mean, I enjoyed the main reason I enjoyed him when me and two were having this conversation a lot is because he made him suffer for 20 years, never had to worry about the Jets, just kept them buried. I mean, I do feel bad for them now. <laughs> but um Rogers, always a fun time. The Hail Marys, the like he was the kind of the Mahomes before the Mahomes. Mike Vick, because Mike Vick, I think, was the reason I started wearing seven. And I just he was like the athletic mobile quarterback before he was the transition to that. And that's the quarterback I resemble my game after or whatever. And that's the quarterbacks I enjoy playing with or watching, you know, for the most part. And then obviously I'm going to cheat a little here. The, Cop the, the out. Mannings, the Manning. Cop out. It's got to be Cop Eli, out. but Peyton's fucking. <coughs> but Eli, Eli won me two triples. I've had Cop great out. memories with him. So I'm cheating with two you right there. Out. What do you got? I don't know who's it's, up next. It counts. For, it counts as Eli, by the way. <laughs> Basically, basically half of our list is the same. Um, You're not gonna put Brady though. I'm not putting Brady, obviously, but I'm Vic. Vic Peyton Manning is in there for me because he was always the guy that could take down Brady or at least give us a fighting chance. That was that's why that's what turned me on to him as a younger watcher of the NFL. Um, Mahomes, obviously. So that's Vic Peyton Mahomes, and then a quarterback I'll throw in there is Chad Pennington. I feel like Chad Pennington was probably. I mean, he had his limit. He had his limitations, but I just love the fight of him. And I feel like, I feel like, as as a Jets fan, that's probably the best quarterback we've had in our life in our lifetime. Since Namath, you're in the twenty four to twenty eight range. Oh, bro, even since Namath. Yeah, I mean, uh, in a couple days that might change. It can change any second. Adam Schefter can drop a bomb, the Watson bomb, right now. But until that, and then Watson automatically gets bumped up to my list as as at the as the at the five position. I don't even know who I would go with. At five. I mean, I would say Lamar Jackson just because I was on him from like day one when he got out of college. So like to seeing what he did was already able to accomplish in, like in such a short amount of time. Like I just had I, I just, you just love to see it. You just love to see it. To see it. People called him RG three. They said he couldn't throw in the pocket. I mean, they're still saying that. So I mean, just keep proving them wrong. I, so that's my th- five. Dario, I'm sure your your list is probably going to be all 12s. Over under uh oh, Eli's in there, obviously. over under three twelves listed. There's only two that I think watch. he's gonna, right. he's gonna find them. Obviously, me. obviously, it's my first one gonna be Eli. Like Ryan said, two Super Bowls. I saw one in person. That's my guy, hundred percent. Um, you guys are missing the best one though. Oh, Fitz Magic. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Can you believe oh, it's not so? It's magic. Come on. Right. Guys are, you, you win. You win. <laughs> Bro, he, every time that man is on the field, some it's electric. He's going to do some shit. Helmet tossed to the side, throwing at this spring. I mean, I'm kind of half joking. I love Fitzpatrick. He's the man. But for me, it's Eli. It's Brady. It's Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's Pat Mahomes. Um, I wish I can't. I can't put this guy in this list because I think Russell Wilson in my last spot. But, Over Peyton, yeah, because I think I think Russ. Well, makes, it's what you like watching. I think Russ put is very dynamic, and we can't see a lot of the things. We don't know a lot of things Peyton's doing behind the scenes. You know what I mean? A lot of the audible stuff. Like I don't know. We don't know what he's actually doing with Russ. He's out there running nice. They can help big time throws, high RB deep balls. Like I like that. That's a that's a lot of fun. Um, I really wish this guy had a longer career, and maybe he comes back. But Andrew Luck was a lot of fun to watch. All right, he was a lot of fun to watch in his short career. Um, so he, that would be my my five A. 
um, but definitely it should be in there. My five um, A is Lamar. It, already, already that I have. Darius Andrew, if you're listening, we want you back, buddy. Indianapolis podcast, would love to have you back. These, I'm telling you, they're better now, Andrew. They're way better. Maybe die. if they strike out on Wentz, they'll go. They won't die. They don't want Wentz. Wentz is gonna Wentz, but they want to trade Wentz now. What's Wentz going on with Chicago. that? But Wentz now you follow. You fired the idiot Peterson, and now you're gonna put Wentz. Now you want to trade Wentz. I mean, these guys over there, it's literally like the blind leading the blind in Philadelphia. They make the yeah. Jets look like a model franchise on how to do shit. We have we're get, we'll get we'll get more dive in when we've been talking about this stuff for a while. We'll dive into it more next episode. We'll let a little more things transpire. Yeah, we hopefully, gotta, we hopefully we have news to break. I mean, we're gonna start transitioning more into basketball for the most part, but we're definitely gonna be touching a lot on football. It's hey, mostly football. Focused. I heard the hitman is making an appearance on you soon. Yeah, he true? did. He did. He did promise it after he ridiculed me for my. Uh, my Super Bowl partakings. And he also wanted me to give you shit because you were giving him shit saying you were right and he was wrong, but he still ended up 20 up 20 grand. So <laughs> I guess, I guess, oh, I guess, yeah. I guess it makes it a little easier to be considered hey, wrong Anthony, in his mind when you have 20 grand in your pocket. Anthony but, was, uh, Anthony was questioning Thomas picks early in the game. No, he was questioning. I was well, there. Play us out. Cause I'm already miserable. I didn't want to. If, if there wasn't play us out, where are we going? The show's over already. Show's yeah. Over. Why, would you want to talk about this more? I, I was miserable. Know. If it were, if it was just a podcast by myself, I wouldn't even came on. I would have been hiding in hiding for a month. I thought we were I just lost. getting started. And when does Ryan get to this decision just to end the show? Yeah, when what the hell happen? is that? Now we staying now. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what else? What did everyone have for dinner uh, last night? Jerry, uh, you're in Vegas. How's your vacation been? Bud? It's good. We got a red eye tonight. We're going to a steakhouse for dinner. Um, it is. It was been 70 degrees here the whole time. A lot of golf being played. A lot of uh, balls being lost. Um, my driver broke. And um, I still suck at golf. So. Okay, Gary, you missed, Gary you, just bought a driver and it broke. I'd be in fucking. I, I you wouldn't see me on the golf course for a week. I'd be fucking in fucking Callaways up their ass. I'd be fucking screaming left and right. You you missed you missed two blizzards while you were in Vegas. I don't feel bad. Well, for you. I heard tomorrow morning it's supposed to snow as I when we're landing. So no way. Yeah, Chewy, yeah. You have Chewy running home over the outer. Bridge. Chewy, can you school me tomorrow morning six a.m. seven a.m. seven a.m. All right, I'm so play us out. Play right. us out, dude. Now, now, We're having yeah. a fucking regular conversation. We are, dude. Yeah. Why are you? Why are you cursing, bro? Are you, yeah. Oh, that's where we draw the line. <laughs> play us out, Jeeves. You're supposed to show your personality, bro. Jesus, this show stinks. It does. You gotta get it in. No one even gets to this point of the show anyway. <laughs> and vaccinated.